Hello and welcome. Hello. My name's Goose. My name's Gabby. And you are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people looking to create a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. Mm-hmm. How are you today, Gabby? I'm okay, Goose. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm always good. I'm always good. I, actually, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated just before. We're slightly delayed coming into um, this episode, just in in the recording of it, because we we're having all these tech <laughs> meltdowns. It's like key, tech keyboard wouldn't work, internet wouldn't work, all of this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I was just saying. It's to not you, fun when that happens, is it? No, I was actually just saying um, just before we we started recording this. I was like, I, I like to consider myself a fairly sophisticated guy, but when when technology breaks down, or when I or maybe it's a better way to put it, when I struggle to operate technology properly, I feel like I'm about seventy and I'm cur- <laughs> and I'm cursing all of the millennials. Oh, this darn technology doesn't oh, work. the youths. The youths. Right. The youth. I feel like a Luddite and it really upsets me on a deep, deep, deep level. But aside from that... Actually, that's really quite funny because we finally we finally bought a new MacBook and now you're on MacBook number three Yeah. because you've had to go back and get them replaced. It was three in 30 days. Because they've just broken down. Three MacBooks in 30 days. That's still baffling to me. How does that happen? Insane, insane. The other reason I'm very good, and this is not a sponsored, uh, this is not sponsored, but I am passionate about coffee. I love coffee, and today, today we're drinking a Sadamo, Ethiopian Sadamo, which is um, single origin from, unsurprisingly, Ethiopia. Beautiful. It's kind of like got black tea, toffee overtones. It's quite good. Mm, I'm getting apricot. Apricot, bit of stone fruit. I hope you're all coffee drinkers, otherwise you just sound like total idiots. Tech allergic coffee drinkers. No, uh-huh, it's the best kind of people. Exactly, exactly. Now, what we want to talk about today is something we're extremely, extremely passionate about. So I have no idea how long this episode's gonna go for because no I can idea. I, I am I am warming up to have a rant. I've done my stretches, I'm getting ready to get into it. Now, the reason that we are so passionate about this is because it's affected us personally. So what do we want to talk about today, Gabby? We're going to talk about trust. So yesterday, we got an email from, uh, from a guy who was saying, hey, I'd really love to connect um, from a company, Wealth something, you know, it sounded like a financial planner maybe or something like that. And um, he was saying, I'd love to connect. I'd love to, uh, you know, speak to you about, you know, referral partnerships and all of this kind of stuff, you know, as that happens in business. And we're like, okay, great, awesome, fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Basically, he started telling us, I've got this great thing going on. I buy stock directly off developers and then we sell it to investors and all of this kind of stuff, which is fine, fine. You know, developers need salespeople. That's not the issue. The issue is though that the whole framework around the way he was presenting himself in business and professionally was as someone who was there to guide and help investors when really... He has the developer's interests at heart. I mean, if anyone can picture Goose and I reacting to that email, I think we both looked at each other with just what, d- dropped jaws because unfortunately, though, we do, we do come across this quite a lot. But it's still just, again, like you said, it's the, present, the, the first impression that they give is, we help investors, thumbs up, look at me, I'm a nice guy. And then you just go one layer deeper and it's like, well, yeah, I do that by making a ton of cash under the table. 
Yeah, exactly right. And look, the thing is, I've got absolutely no problem with um, with real estate salespeople. I've got no problem with developers. I have no problem with any of it. I think it's all fantastic. What I have a massive and deeply rooted and unwavering hate for is the lack of integrity. And I don't use that word lightly, hate. For the lack of integrity. Because what happens out there in the marketplace is you get a lot of these kind of people who they'll even call themselves buyer's agents. They'll call themselves buyer's agents, financial advisors, wealth strategists. There are a lot of different names out there. And when you're someone looking for guidance and advice, looking for a trusted advisor to help you on your journey, these are the kind of things you look for. You're like, oh, a wealth planner, someone who's going to help take me to where I want to be. And then all the while, they have not got your best interest at heart. And, and it's quite frankly, disgusts me. We were actually at an event last night. Yeah, we were. Um, we were at an event with a friend of ours who was running an event um, in Sydney. And, you know, it came up. We did a bit of a round table. It came up. There were a couple other people in real estate there. And then at the end, you know, our friend was like, oh, you've got to meet. Oh, hey, I forget his name. But you, you guys have got to meet. His name like doesn't both, matter. His name, his doesn't, name doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> you've got to meet. Like, you're both in real estate. You can help each other out. Like, he's in sales. You guys buy. Like, it's surely that's a thing where people help each other. It's like, cool, all right, well, let's talk to this guy. You know, he's a recommendation from another friend. And, you know, surface, like, first kind of couple of sentences were really, like, friendly and like, oh, this guy seems on it. Like, he works across a couple of states. Like, he's booked teams across a couple of states. Yeah, like like us. And we were like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And then he went into, because we're like, okay, well, who, like, who do you help? How do you help them? How do you see, like, your point of difference? Um, and he basically said, I get a lot of people that come to me and go, look, I've got like $500,000 and I want a 7% return. What can I do? And he goes, you know what? I know the people. I've got these developers that I work with in Canberra. Go and buy something in Canberra and I'll sell it to you. And then I'll make comms. And then he kind of laughed about the money he'd make. And we, like, again, we were just looking at each other like, oh, like abort, abort this conversation, abort. A lot of people have this energy where they think that they're doing the right thing and they think because they're in real estate that they're helping people in real estate. They're helping people get wealth and they're helping people, you know, buy investments, but they don't actually think about what's best for that person. The parting comment when we were like, yeah, cool. Nice to meet you. Thank you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The parting comment was like, yeah, yeah, let's connect and then let's all make some money because that's what it's all about, right? And we're like, yeah. So anyway, so so mind you, this is at about 10, uh, 10 p.m., which is way past our bedtime. Well, way past our bedtime. <laughs> way past our bedtime. Um, <laughs> the point is, there are a lot of people out there who I think misrepresent themselves and also misrepresent the people they should or purport to be taking care of. We take it quite seriously. The custodianship over someone's journey—I take it deeply, personally, actually deeply deeply personally and I refuse to change about that I have been told to become more detached and I'm just like no it's not how I want to live my life now where this is all coming from and I think it's very easy for us to say oh look at all these other people and aren't they shit we're also in the same industry I just like to point out we've been getting amazing feedback for this podcast right and if you are enjoying this podcast please let us know because it really genuinely deeply inspires us to to want to keep doing it and to want to provide value and to want to help and guide and support your journey in any way we can. And 
the reason we started this, not just podcasts, but the business, we get feedback online, you know, people commenting on Facebook stuff where they're like, ah, spruikers and all of this kind of stuff. And I think it's kind of like fair enough to go. It is oh, kind of fair enough. It is kind of fair enough. Like let's not beat around a bush. If you don't know us, how can you differentiate whether you should trust us or not? You know, particularly, th- sorry, particularly if you see us through like a Facebook ad, because that's where we do a lot of our advertising. And also just on that, I th- also think it's quite funny that when people see you advertising, hey, hey, we're a business, we run a business. In case you're listening to this and you're not quite sure what we do, uh, we run a real estate buyer's agency service. No, we do not take commissions from developers. No, we do not take third-party commissions from anyone. We're a full client-focused, client-focused, client-success-focused business. But when people see us advertising, they instantly think, oh, well, these guys are dodgy because they're advertising. It's like, well, that's how you operate a business. You know, you need to let people know what you do and what your services are. And, you know, I think that anyone is, who's interacted with us in any way, online, offline, you know, out of space, whatever that is, is going to realize that we operate with a high degree of integrity, but it takes time to, for people to understand that. So I thought it would be really interesting for us to talk a little bit about why we started this. And actually, not just why we started this, but actually how we started this. You're going to drop the veil, are you? I am. And this is actually a story that we have never even, and feel free to jump in whenever you want on this story. But this is a, the reason I'm sort of dancing around a bit. So we have never actually really fully shared this story with anyone. I don't even know what you're going to say. <laughs> Maybe I haven't even shared it with Gabby. So we've kind of talked quite a lot with, uh, you know, in general about our, how we kind of started. We bought an off-the-plan apartment. We got spooked too. We walked into a, um, a, an apartment sales room and we're very like, shiny. Very shiny. Bottles matte, of, matte black cupboards. Oh, it was nice. Bottles of wine. And we're like, ah, oh, how good is this? It was and French champagne. Yeah, fr- yeah, exactly. French champagne. You know, so th- there was all that, all that kind of stuff. We got sprayed too. We got sold too. Um, that's okay. Cool. We learned some pretty massive lessons there. We've kind of covered over some of that stuff before. And we could do a whole other topic just on that. But what happened in that moment was a big transition for us. So... The day that we signed the contract, we went to a, well, actually literally about an hour after we signed the contracts with that apartment, we went to a property investment uh, seminar. So I, I don't want to go into the names of these courses. I don't think that that's, um, it's not about naming and shaming. I just wanted to share the story. It was kind of the philosophy of like Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, the, exactly. The rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, we went there like an hour after we just sort of signed the contract for this off the plan apartment. And went, oh, cash flow. Oh, what about all these other ideas? Oh, oh my God, what have we done? And this was like this massive light bulb moment, which really was a huge kickstart, huge kickstart for us. You know, we were, it, was a, it was a massive catalyst in our entire journey. So we, we went really, 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 really deep. We wanted to know everything. We wanted to know how to do it, how to become successful for our own purposes. You know, we wanted to break free from the life that we were in. We wanted to find more freedom, choice, abundance, significance, transformation, all of these things that if you're listening to this, you're probably chasing as well in your own life. We wanted that too. We went to seminars and we signed up for, we went to one seminar which had six different speakers and I think we signed up for four different property investment courses in one day. We were hungry. We were hungry. We were hungry for change. We were hungry for change. We were hungry for hope. We were hungry for opportunity. We were hungry for guidance, advice, success. We wanted all of that stuff that we didn't have. We wanted a better life and we were determined to get it no matter what happened. Now, what stemmed from that 
was a very interesting set of events which radically shaped why we're even here and even why we actually have this business called Dashdot. One of the ones that we went to, and this is one of the big defining things for us, one of the ones we went to, we didn't have any money. We'd just blown all our money basically on this apartment. We'd blown all our money on these courses, but we were so deeply hungry for change that we were doing whatever we could to try and get ahead, including getting credit cards and all this kind of stuff. So one of the courses that we went to over the course of a weekend kind of really changed everything for us. Not necessarily in a good way, in a great way, right? On day one, they had everyone in the audience... They convinced everyone in the audience to call up their credit card companies and try and get $100,000 limits, get their credit limits extended to $100,000. Made, made a game of it. They made a game of it and they were celebrating. Oh, and people were running in after, after the lunch break. I got it. I got it. I got up to $100,000 and all of this kind of stuff. Now, everyone's getting pumped up on the excitement. They're very good. They're very good at the courses. They're very good at the seminars. Very good at um, exciting people. I mean, hell, I nearly did it. I actually nearly called them up. Gabby was a bit smarter, a bit wiser than me. I'm a bit more, you know. Luckily, they did give the one caveat they did give was like, unless you're currently going through like an, a finance application at the moment, we don't recommend doing that. But otherwise, go nuts. So yeah, yeah. I, it was just that I said like, no way. Yep. And so anyway, so that was day one. That should have raised some red flags and it didn't. Anyway, the, the principles that they were teaching about property were fairly sound and they're principles that we adhere to in, in some way. Today, you know, it was, pretty, it was pretty fundamental stuff. You know, it was cash flow positive properties, refinancing, refinancing equity and all of that kind of stuff all kind of made sense. The mechanics of it made sense. But here's the thing. So we didn't have any money and what they were talking about was like a $50,000 mentorship program and also then you needed money to be able to buy the properties and all of this kind of stuff. And they do a very good job of exciting your trust in them. Now, anyone listening to this is going to be thinking, oh, you idiots, you know, you, you suckers going to a property spruiking seminar like that, getting sucked in. Let me just tell you, unless you have been in that situation, Please do not judge. And I encourage you to actually go into those, one of those situations and see what happens because you'll either be amazed or completely disgusted. But either way, I think you'll walk out of it having a different understanding of what goes on in there. Where it got to at the end of the weekend is that we were convinced that the only way that we were going to succeed in property is if we signed up for the $50,000 mentorship. Pretty sure it was about $50,000 mentorship program. Basically pay on the spot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was because they'd got all these people to extend their credit cards up to $100,000. And then at the end of the, and then at the end when it's like, and the mentorship's only $50,000, just run to the back of the room and boop, 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 boop. It's normally $100,000, but and today you get it for 50 Exactly. So it's a bit of um, draw your own conclusions there, but I've certainly got my opinions on, on the, uh, the integrity. But at, at the time, you get, you're so caught up in emotion, thinking, oh my God, these people are amazing we've got to go with them and we put down what little money we had in fact actually we maxed out the credit card that we had that's how we we put a deposit down on it we ended up paying about half nearly but we didn't couldn't put all that down at once we had to put down what we had which is like five grand yeah because we didn't do the go and extend your credit card exercise yeah yeah so we couldn't do the whole whack i'm so glad um so and then we were like we were back at work and we're doing our thing and we're trying to contribute 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 to pay for this one of the big ways that they purport because the thing is, obviously, if you're going to pay $50,000 for mentorship, for most people, that's the kind of deposit you're going to need to like start investing, right? 
the way that they get around that is they tell people that there's all these angel investors out there. There's all these magical people floating around who just want to give you money and it's super easy. You just like basically just introduce yourself and say, I want to go buy a house and can I have some money and all this kind of stuff. And one of the guys had a, um, a like an investment proposal um, which we managed to go, oh, can we get a copy of that so we could model it? And we were like, great. So we came, we came back from that seminar going, we've got it all sorted. Okay, we're going to do this mentorship program. We are going to do this investment proposal. We were making lists of everyone we knew who had money. We were going to go and pitch to them and go, guys, invest, invest with us. You know, and we had to come up with a name uh, and all of this kind of stuff. So, so we actually, that's when we came up with the name Dashdot. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do all this. We're going to, and we had all these grand schemes and no idea actually how it worked. It took us probably a couple of months to sort of start to clock on and go, what are we actually doing here? We keep funneling money towards this program, which if we just took that money and invested it in a property, we'd probably just get further ahead faster. You know, $50,000 for, for a mentorship program might be great, but you know, you've got to be in a position to be able to afford to do that. That was kind of where it all started. We tried to unwind out of that and actually had to um, get involved in, in massive legal battles. We hadn't received anything. We hadn't, you know, it was, that's a whole other story. But the, the moral here is that, is that we've been through the process of having our money, I don't want to say taken from us, but, you know, we've been in those kind of tricky situations with, with spruikers who have taken advantage of our emotional position at the time, our naivety, our hopefulness, our desire for change. But it didn't end there. So we had signed up for another course as well. And, then, and this was based around property options. Now, property options work. There's nothing wrong with property options. It's, great. it's a great strategy, okay? But again, the levels of wealth, the simplicity of the process that gets purported uh, in all of these kind of environments is just not necessarily rooted in the reality of day-to-day existence. So we, we were then like, oh, we're going to option all of these you know, farmlands that are going to go, you know, become developed and we're going to make millions and all of this kind of stuff. And anyway, what happened with that one is that again, we got convinced to upgrade to an even higher tier category. We didn't have the money, right? So we said, look, we don't have the money, but we definitely want to um, do this thing. It was like another $50,000, believe it or not. So we said, look, we don't have any money, but like here's, here's like a holding deposit of like a couple of grand, all right, on a credit card. And said, well, let's work out the rest next year. Okay, and then over the course of a few months, they were sequestering money out of off the credit card using different bank accounts, you know? And the reason I wanna share this story is not to try and highlight the fact that we've gone to property seminars and been stupid with money. The reason I wanna purport this story is that these are people that are out there in the marketplace who are purporting to help people. And from our personal levels of experience, that has not, rung true to be the case. So amongst all of this learning, we'll call it, all of these learning lessons that we had, we were also doing reading a lot of books. I and mean, there was also good factual information. You know? There was good, good fundamental mechanics, property stuff. Like There was great stuff to learn, but just bad structures to be involved in, if that makes sense. Amongst all that, we were actually becoming quite knowledgeable about property. And we were deeply passionate about it. At one point, we had um, every wall in two living rooms in the house we were in covered in planning maps, just studying zoning laws across Melbourne and all, all kinds of stuff. We went super, super, super deep. It was amongst all of this and around that time that we actually really started doing our own research, building out 
tremendously complex spreadsheets to analyze the statistics of every LGA in the country and all of this kind of stuff. And, and it was really forming the framework of, of what became Dash the Buyers Agency. Although that concept hadn't quite been born at that stage. So, so, we, were, so we were just thinking, oh, we want to get ahead, we want to get ahead. And I guess after we got burned again, you know, we were taking stock and we were like, okay, you know what, we actually learned quite a lot here. And then that's when we looked around at our friends and family and realized, oh, well, we've actually accelerated massively in our, in our knowledge and our skills and our capabilities. We bought more property by that point, all that kind of stuff. We realized that actually the greatest gift that we can give is to try and help people and guide people through that mess and that noise so they don't make the same mistakes we did. We've actually got clients who've actually walked a similar path and have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because they've been involved in some of these programs. And we're sitting there trying to actually help them unpack and unwind all of that mess. The reason I share all of that, again, which is, I hope I don't sound like an idiot. In hindsight, it's very easy to go, you young, dumb idiot. But at the time when you are so deeply unhappy with where you are in life and you are so committed to wanting change and wanting something better out of your life you try anything so it's off the back of that it's off the back of having nothing and then lost even more it took us a long time to recover from those debts that we accumulated in those courses it was through that that we actually you know we're inspired to to start dash dot the buyers agency a big piece of this is it's anyone can can be in that state of vulnerability and unhappiness and you know it's, it was it was essentially it was high functioning depression is the kind of the state that we were in at that time where you know you you do seek out other options you inside you know that there's a better way and you know that you're capable of doing more and you know you hear that properties are a thing that works for people and you're like you know that's gonna be my my north star that's the little glimpse of light that i've got we held on to that and we kind of we're in again in that vulnerable state where you want to believe everything that is told to you you don't really question what's coming up because you're like no these people are going to help me get to that little glimpse of light that i can see in my life because everything else is a bit shit right now (laughs) but these people are going to help me anyone can fall prey to that anyone has the capability of having those moments or those periods of time where they're just hopeful that someone's got their back they're hopeful that somebody else can help pull them out of where they are the point of this isn't for us to say like our old old property seminars are just not at all. No, there's amazing ones out there. There's some great programs with great information, great knowledge. There's some amazing guides, mentors, educators, and teachers out there. There are fantastic ones. Yeah, and like Goose said, like a fair chunk of our learning to date was sparked by that. And it's it is actually there is some good content in a lot of those, you know, education options. But it's just about understanding like your emotional state at a point in time might not always have the right filters on for who you can trust when you're feeling very down and feeling very sad and feeling unsure about how to make the most of your life you're going to put your trust in anyone who comes past and like holds their hand out to you because otherwise you're just 
like on the ground hoping and <laughs> and and waiting but if someone walks past and says hey i can i can show you the way you you're more likely to to say yes just to give it some context as well as young as a young couple trying to start their property journey we spent in 12 months about a hundred thousand dollars on education some of it good and some of it bad but what spawned out of that was a burning fire within both of us to help create change. That's become the driving force around what we're doing. I mean, look, look, just to kind of, I want to kind of share with people, I guess, like our, you know, our mission statements and what we're actually here to do. Because the biggest problem that I see is that the vast majority of the Australian population lives in a state of scarcity, which drives a growing rift between social classes. And there's a lot of problems that we see in the world and in Australia. And, and the, I believe that this, this is what kind of fuels it. It fuels the so ongoing socio-political and environmental issues and all of that kind of stuff, which can be solved through innovation, affluence and collaboration, you know, through a better society. I mean, I always wanted to change the world and I, I wanted to go into politics and do all this kind of stuff. And personally, and, and Gabby and I share this, this vision and this belief that if we can empower every person in Australia to achieve more in their own lives and to improve the standard of living for every Australian. That's what we want to do. <laughs> we don't want to just help a couple of people buy a property. We want, to, we want to improve the standard of living for every Australian. By helping people to attain personal wealth, we're going to help empower the national community to shift to a state of abundance. And the result's going to be a more enriched, a compassionate, philanthropic society. You know, this is going to be a, a society that, that can give if I gave you $10 million right now, what would you do? Now, uh, some people would go, oh, yeah, I'll go buy a car and a boat and a house and maybe I'll buy a property portfolio and all this kind of stuff. Eventually, you're going to have some money, right? And you're going to be like, I want to help people. You know, when I talk to people and I'm like, well, why do you want to achieve financial freedom by the time you're 35? Well, because I want to do other things in my life, things I enjoy. I want to go and help people. I want to help homeless people, whatever. Whatever that is, if you can create enough abundance, you have the opportunity to step out of scarcity. And you have the opportunity to help other people. Now, you don't have to wait until you're rich. You don't have to wait until you've got just boundless amounts of money. You can start doing that stuff now. But it's about shifting that mindset from scarcity to abundance. I, I believe that if we can help people do that, that will have a greater impact for social change than any other medium. It'll have a greater impact than protesting. It'll have a greater impact than lobbying governments. It'll have a greater impact than anything that we can do on this earth. And... If that is the legacy that I can leave behind, if that's the legacy that Gabby can leave behind, that we manage to change society by creating hope, by creating love, by creating abundance, that's the kind of world I want to leave behind. That's why our mission is to really help people using the power of investing, business, education, however we can. You know, we've got a lot of ideas of where we want to go with this in the future, but it's really using all those mechanisms to create unprecedented levels of, you know, financial and holistic wealth success. It's not all about money. It's about creating a better life. It's about creating a better existence, not only for you, but for your community. For And that community doesn't need to be the people in your town. That, can, that community can be, can be the people in your life. That community can be the people uh, across the country. This passion to want to see that permeate to see that positivity permeate through the fabric of society that's the thing that when i wake up in the morning and i think what the hell am i doing everyone has days like this right and you're like what the hell am i doing this sucks 
everything sucks. I don't want to do this. Everyone has days like that. I get up Sundays and everyone sees me as being very positive. I get up Sundays and I think, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stay in bed. The thing that drags my ass out of bed every single day is the fact that what I am trying to do is change the world. And I'm trying to do that by trying to make people happy, not dig a coal mine, you know, not trying to burn them down, you know, like I'm trying to like help people improve their lives on, on, a, on a deep personal level. So I know we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent. I knew that we were going to rant. I hope that this kind of helps to shed a little bit of light of what we're doing, but also I hope that you've been able to take some lessons out of it. Maybe you can relate to it in some way because everyone has made mistakes. Everyone has been in a situation where you have put your faith in another person and that faith, for whatever reason, has been lost. And you could even look at that, the other person involved in, the, in that situation, relationship or whatever and go, I know that they're not a bad person, but it doesn't matter, I've lost faith. They just couldn't manage themselves, for example. They don't necessarily have to be malicious. But we've all been in situations where you're like, I have lost faith i feel like i am more barren than when i started this journey with this person or this relationship or this situation and it was interesting because i was actually in an uber and i was talking to the uber driver and he was saying he's like oh what do you do and i said oh, i'm a buyer's agent and he was like oh i knew this buyer's agent oh he was such a dodgy guy he was just out to like rip people off and he had this huge he went on this tirade and then he st- and then he continued to tell me about all these other people in his life who had also been you know less than desirable, lacked integrity, shall we say. And I was like, and I was listening to him and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. And he was like, you know, and I guess, I guess you just got to know, you just can't trust anyone. You know, that's what I've learned. And I stopped him in his tracks. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that how you want to live your life? He said, well, that's what experience has taught me. I made a decision a long time ago personally, a long time ago that I would never lose faith in the human condition because your belief in the goodness of humans is going to be tested until the day you die. It might be tested by your parents. It might be tested by your children. It might be tested by your friends. It might be tested by your partner. It might be tested by someone in business. It might be tested by someone down the street. But the way you want to show up in the world is, is what you're going to get back out of the world. And I think that if you approach the world and society as being a distrustful place that lacks integrity, then you're going to find that more in your life. I refuse to believe people are bad until they show me they're bad. Yes, that comes with consequences. Yes, that means I get burnt sometimes. Is that okay? Absolutely, 100%. Because failure is only ever temporary. You know, we've spoken about this before, that failure is just one stepping stone on the path to success. You know, fail fast, fail forward. We hear this kind of stuff all the time. And you've got to deeply wash that over you and go, okay, I want to see the joy in everything. I want to see the happiness in everything. I want to see the best part of people. And I want to find that good part of someone and I want to pull it out and I want to show them that that can be all of them not just a little bit. And I think the more that people can do that, the more that we're going to be able to permeate this idea of a better society. Yeah, because what people need most, particularly the ones that are negative, particularly the ones who lack integrity, they need love, they need guidance, they're scared. 
People that act like that, they're just afraid. And they need help. Maybe you're not the person to help them and that's okay. But you can't assume that everyone is bad. That's how I feel. I'm really glad that we're talking about this because I think it's really important to give it a voice. I mean, you and I, we spend a lot of time in this kind of thinking throughout day, but we might not always communicate that with the market or with people that we speak to. It might not always come across just how deeply considerate we are of our responsibility to help people and to show people that you can still trust people, that trust is still possible and that there's still hope. Don't brush people as a whole as this negative force that's going to constantly disappoint you because, as you said, it's a really unenjoyable, sad way to live if you're constantly thinking that the next person you meet is going to disappoint you. I definitely don't want to live that way. I know that you don't live that way at all. (laughs) People often actually comment that about you, that like, oh, you're just so open and you're so trusting doesn't that backfire on you and it does but you just don't care because what's the alternative the alternative is horrible the alternative is just assuming that everyone's a a piece of crap i want every single person i meet every single person i meet before i interact with them i think this person is my best friend and i love them and until that is proven otherwise like because why wouldn't I? Why why can't they be my best friend? Why can't you be my best friend if you listen to this? I want you to be my best friend. I want everyone in the world to be my best friend because I want love in this world. It's what I want more than anything else. Part of us talking about this as well is just like we can acknowledge that a lot of people have a lot of skepticism, particularly in the real estate industry, because of stories like we've just shared, because of stories that people have heard from family and friends. There's skepticism through the whole thing and I think part of us, you know, doing this podcast and part of us trying to be as present online and offline and just vulnerable and transparent with people, part of that is so that we can show that you can still have people that you trust and you can still have faith that other people can help you. If there is a truism that everyone can be both good and bad, and if you approach everyone with love, knowing and, and you know, relishing in the fact that you might have an opportunity to learn and grow if there is, if they do act without, without integrity, how do you ever make any decision? Because you can't just say yes to everyone and to everything. So how do you know? How do you decide if you can trust someone or not? I don't go into every single relationship and go, oh, uh, yeah, I'll do business with you because like it doesn't work like that if I don't trust them, right? So there is a part, there is a part there where I'll be like, okay, I, hey, I would like to understand you, so then I can decide if I want to invest in myself in this relationship or not. How can you know if you're getting the right advice or the wrong advice? Instinct and intuition are totally underrated in modern society, I think. And I think not enough people actually allow the time. They don't have the self-confidence to really just tune into what do I think is the right decision? Like, what does my gut say? Like, you hear that. Like, what does your gut say? And a lot of people are like, ah, stupid gut 
I've got a brain. <laughs> but your brain, your brain is not always thinking in line with what you should actually be doing. Your gut has that like, you know, that tense like, oh, I don't know if this is the right thing. Like you get that feeling when you're around people that you don't necessarily trust. But I think it's about really tuning in and like listening to that, allowing time, going, hmm, chewing on it a bit and then just choosing an option either way and seeing it through and then course correcting if you if you start getting that gut feeling of like ah, I don't know if that comes up later down the line then you can reassess but i think a lot of people have problems as well like you're saying about if someone's thinking about working with us or versus someone else a lot of people kind of take that away and they put it in an environment that has no context as in instead of you know taking the conversations that they've had with you know myself or with goose and just really thinking about is this what I want to do is this who I am is this the path I want to take people will take that they've got no real confidence in their own instinct and they take it and they ask other people I'm not saying don't go and do that but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if you take it and you go and talk like if you go and ask your dad who's like super conservative and super distrustful you go and take this concept this new concept that you're really excited about to someone like your dad and then he's going to turn around and be like no nah, sounds like a scam no nah, don't need it blah 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 and then instantly you're going to be like you know what they're right I, my instinct was wrong what was I thinking because you've had more confidence in their opinion than your own and your own gut feeling and again I'm not saying like don't go and get advice, advice get advice ask need. people yeah you get advice and ask people yeah but it's just about thinking like we tend to have a, like a bias for asking people questions based on the response that we want I think mm. so it's like if you're unsure about something you're probably going to take it to someone who is going to say not sure about that either that's a and good then point can, then you can go oh yeah no nah, that's wrong that's a good point actually won't you you'll seek out the people who will confirm the way you want to feel about it yeah i think it's what it's emerson has a quote about once you make a decision the universe conspires to make it happen so it's like if you're in a position where you need to make a decision you'll find that like the conversations you have afterwards will will come into play where they you know, justify whatever that decision is. And I think it's the same when you're on the on the fence about a decision. You'll go to the places where secretly somewhere you're you're trying to manipulate the outcome you want without directly making that decision. Does that make sense? I think it does. I think it does. I think really basically if I could just sum that up, you're basically saying you have to listen to your gut. Feel free to get other people's opinions on it. But unless the guidance that you're seeking, unless those people have the same perspective that you do, it's going to be very hard for them to be uh, objective. Yeah, I think that applies to like research as well. Again, do your research, do research, but think about the way that you're framing it because again, that bias comes in. So if you have an example like eating apples, if, you, if you're unsure about eating apples, but you think it's a good idea, you're probably going to Google something like, what are the benefits of eating apples? And then you'll get a whole bunch of research that are all the positives of eating apples. But if you're considering eating an apple and you you don't think it's a good idea, you're like hesitant about it, you're going to be like, what, what's the downside of eating apples? 
into Google. Is eating apples bad for me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then Google's going to come back with all the negatives about eating apples. And then you'll be like, oh, well, I've done done my research and Google says, you know, that was negative. It's just about, again, do your research, but try to be more aware of your bias. Just question not only what you're doing, but also just question the integrity of the people that you're working with. And there should be no problem with that. You know, and when I say that, I don't, I don't mean be distrustful and doubting. I don't believe that. That would contradict the things that I've just said. But just ask where their interests are and find out where their best interests are. If your best interests are at heart, fantastic, awesome. And your best interests can align with their best interests. They don't have to be two separate things. But somebody else's objectives and your objectives can overlap. But where you want to find out is, you know, for example, you know, we have people come to us and they say, oh, well, you know, I found this other buyer's agent in inverted commas uh, who does it for free. So I'm like, yeah, well, who's, who's paying that person? They're not just philanthropists. Has that happened recently? And, uh, yeah, it has happened recently. It happened in the last week. It actually happened twice in the last week. I've had people say to me, well, I spoke to this other company and they said they'll do it for free. And in fact, I had the, somebody else said, well, I found this other company and they do it for, I can't remember, but it was still multiple thousands of dollars. Oh, but it's really good because... The developers pay them. The, the person I was speaking to was actually a friend. And they were telling me, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's really cool because that means I don't have to pay it all because the developer's paying them. And I was like, whoa, man. Do you think they're genuinely guiding you to the right decision that's going to progress your journey? Or are they just, you know, looking to do a deal? I so think, I think with that, it's like you never, nothing's ever free. It's like you either pay for it now or you pay for it down the line. Just to wrap this up. So we have covered integrity we went pretty deep and wide on how and why we even started uh dash dot we delved into our story a little bit got pretty vulnerable there spoke a little bit about our mission and our purpose here on earth we also covered how to approach trust and faith and belief in the human condition and how to try and decipher truth from facts and just remember that you know failure is only ever temporary so you've got to test the waters you've got to you've got to have an unquenchable desire to to seek newness in life otherwise you're going to just shrivel up i think i believe don't be afraid of failure just accept accept that failure is an opportunity to grow and i think that that will bolster your decision to to be able to to invest in positivity in your life and in your community and just try and work with people who've got your best interest at heart doesn't need to be ours that's fine but whoever you work with whether it be in property or whether it be in whatever who cares invest in relationships is probably a better way to put it invest in relationships with people who have your best interest at heart if you want to be part of a community of like-minded individuals people seeking success in life business real estate all of the fun stuff all of the good things creating a life of freedom choice and abundance Join us in our Facebook group. So that is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Investor Lab. Uh, Also, like this, subscribe to it. If you're watching this, listening to it, give us a rating, give us a review. And we want to try and spread this out to as many people as we can. Um, It's early days yet, but we're so, 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 so pumped to be getting great feedback. So if there is something you've liked about this episode or any episode, feel free to email us directly on hello at dashdop.com.au. You'll get both myself and Gabby. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, alternatively, drop us a comment in the uh, Facebook group. Communicate with us. Let us know what it is you want, 
Let us know how we can better serve you. Let us know how we can create more of the things that you want. Yeah. Because we're here to serve. Because we really do. We use that. We use those emails and those comments to, to shape what we're talking about. Like today we were like getting a lot of getting a lot of good feedback about, you know, mindset and that, that kind of topic. So we're like, how can we give value based on that? Well, aside from anything, we just got hit up by a bunch of spookers, so we thought we'd better warn people. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Opportunity everywhere. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, guys, enjoy. Go out, create love, and create passion in your own life. We'll see you on the inside. Love you guys. Bye.